Now, if you would have played this, everybody would have got midweek movie music. I, I put it song three. Yeah. I was like, if you didn't get it, this is always how, how long I give it to you yeah. until the third song. So if you hadn't got it, you would get it from me. Well done. Well done. Uh, yo, you got one that was obvious, but not too obvious. Because Harge got it yeah. immediately. He was like, oh, I know what this is. He heard like 20. I don't know if he's heard 20 seconds. It's like 10 seconds of it. Right. And he was like, I got it. I know what it is. Um, so I think you did, a, you did a good job. But this is actually considered... If, if not officially, the theme, then unofficially, yeah. it is the theme yeah, of yeah. Beverly Hills. Yeah, and strangely enough, he's got yeah, because uh, back then all movies had like an actual focused soundtrack that had some songs that ended up being theme songs for them. Like you can play some music yeah. from some movies from the '80s, and people would go, "Oh, I know exactly what that is. Yeah, that's from this soundtrack. It's from that movie." You don't really have that as much anymore. No. But I will tell you, there's a great SNL sketch from a while ago with Ben Stiller and Will Ferrell about this song. And it's it gets really weird, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Just look up uh, SNL, the H is O. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the H is O. The H is O. All right. There you go. All right. Uh, my man Patrick always did a great job. Midweek movie music edition. Ball Don't Lie. Playing jams uh, that inspired my man uh, Patrick from a movie um, that he decides to play the songs from that soundtrack. And then we're supposed to guess exactly what the movie was that inspired midweek movie music. Uh, and this week it is Beverly Hills Cop from Eddie Murphy. Okay, uh, how about this? We were having an Eddie Murphy discussion earlier. I'm just going to, I guess we're going to be having Eddie Murphy discussions all day. And I, that's love fine. I love it. I love it. We'll talk Cowboys, Texans here since we can just squeeze in two previews and one <laughs> saves us yep. some time. Uh, then Cowboys made acquisition, which Harge recommended yesterday. So shout out to you. Uh, and then talk about the John Robinson firing, guys. This is very strange, very weird. Uh, Timing t- of it all. Yeah, Tennessee Titans decide to move on. Uh, and Baker Mayfield being claimed off waivers broke yesterday. We didn't get a chance to break it down because we had a, a, a truncated edition, abbreviated show. So we'll get into that coming up. I talk about these Central Texas products and getting another shot with the Rams, what that means for his career. All right, Eddie, random question about Eddie Murphy. Is he considered to be top 10 all-time stand-up comedians? Is he in that conversation? Or is he, or is he a top 20 guy? Well, it depends on what you like to – what would you consider it? Because there's different – As a stand-up. It's a pure stand-up. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not even comedian, not comedic actor. I'm talking about stand-up, so, which I think is the toughest thing to do in entertainment. I think there's only there's anything tougher than growing up into a – going in front of a group of people who expect you to make them laugh and then you having to do it. Yeah, and it's I've talked tough. about doing this before, of doing, like, the best comedian, and it always comes down to comedy or comedy special. And it's hard when you do comedy because, like, comedians, because you're like, well, over a 30-year career, this guy's just better because he's created more funny jokes over yeah, 30 yeah, years. Out. However, and, like, Eddie Murphy has two specials. It's like two specials is what you're Thank basing you. everything Thank on. Thank you. Pretty so much. Raw, I think, is up there as one of no the doubt. best specials of all time. No question. But I don't know if Eddie Murphy, because the work is so limited, can be in that top conversation yeah, I agree. with all those other guys. He And he does have some others, but in terms of the ones that became iconic, I totally agree yeah. with you. Yep. And it reminds, honestly, it reminds me a lot of, I said this before, about 50 Cent. 50 Cent's like that, too. 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, is probably one of the, I don't know where you rank it hard, it's one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. Like, it really is. But 50 as a rapper, you wouldn't rank yeah. him top five. You might rank his album. In the top I'm, I'm, ten to five, you ain't gonna rank him as a rapper as top ten. But his album, he did he did the damn thing. You can't take it away. And some of his, of of Eddie Murphy's stand up because and by the way, he left it early. He, that's, he left it. He knew 
oh man, you know, if he would have stuck with stand up, I think he'd have been. But he's like, nah, man, it's too much easy money out here. Stand up right. is the hard way to make money. I'm gonna go make this easy money over here as being a comedic actor. And so he just left the he left the you know the art form very quickly. Yeah. So I think he was a prodigy in the art form, For sure. but he left it really quickly. Dave Chappelle comes back to it. Dave Chappelle won't leave it. Yeah. He, he's come, Chris, Chris Rock, Rock Chris comes Rock back, comes to, back it. to it. They, Kevin they, Hart, all they, those guys yeah, come back you know what I mean? to they it. They always keep coming back Bill to it. Bill Burr, you know, Bill guys Burr. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, but he did left like, it and never really came no, back he did to like it. Like decided, I'm Martin. done with it. Steve Martin did stand up for a while, and then like, yeah, and then it was off. He's like, "I'll do movies, I'll do yeah. shows, but I ain't doing that no more." Exactly. Yeah. So I, it, it's a, some guys they're in love with that art form, and like I'm always come back to it. And some guys are like, "No, no, man, that was hard. Whoa, that was hard work." That's what I was about to dude, say, dude. Let me go yeah. get this easy money over yeah. here. Make people laugh, dude. You know, because uh, I'm gonna still and, have my jokes. I'm yeah. gonna still be able to throw them in there with so, my little quirks and that's what, my yeah. quips, where I can joke. We can ad lib during the movies, and I don't have to do it on stage, like. I, I appreciate what Dave Chappelle can do. I really appreciate what Dave Chappelle can yeah. do. That's why I consider him one of the best to ever Agreed. do it. Because Carlin's that's what like he does. That. Like they yeah. never left the art form. You they, don't stand it. You gotta yeah. stay. You gotta stick in it, man. You you, you gotta you, you, you gotta, gotta show this, up Patrick. at a bar. You try this. It's gotta be your life. You gotta. Oh no! It's, it's you have to because you can't. your life. Yeah, it's your. It's you your, can't just do it half the time. No, no. Like, if you if you're like, hey, man, I'm gonna get on stage like once a week. It's not even enough. No, no. And that's you're saying that's a lot to yeah. do. But you're like, even if you're like, I'm gonna get on stage once a week. Yep. You're still not like, okay, it's not muscle memory enough in my brain of all these jokes. Yeah. And I get the timing just right because I got to line out, you know, am I getting a laugh here? But if I say it a second earlier, is the laugh better? Or just that throughout is. Yeah. That's why Steve Harvey it, still goes on tour. That's yeah. why some of these guys still go on tour because of the fact that they have to stay sharp. Oh, you got to stay sharp. To be that. that. Yeah, you, you know, Cedric it. the Entertainer. They have, that's why they did the Kings of Comedy. Bernie Mac was one of the coldest to ever do it. Yeah. Got cut short. You know what I'm saying? Eddie Griffin is funny. He is funny, but he's more of a he's one of those method actors though. Not method. I'm uh uh he likes to move around a lot on stage. He doesn't yeah, go yeah, up yeah. there and deliver he's a phys- the job. He's, a, he's a physical comedian. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, I'm just like I, I think Eddie Murphy's great. He's awesome, but I, I do want to distinguish stand up Eddie. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, he's on the greatest comedian. Actually, uh, if he's stand up comedian, different from comedic actor. That's yeah. all. But. Um, I think he, it's because he left. He decided I'm done with it. That's more so than him not being, not having the ability to become a goat right. and stand up. It's because yeah. he was like, Nah, I'm done with that. I'm about to go make all this I'm money go, elsewhere. And he, did. And he, he, go, did. he went, made yeah. a ton of money, and you know that's the way he did. It. All right, sorry about that. Let's get no. Back. That was good. No, yeah. that was, that was, that was, um, sometimes right. we need those. No, I like stand up. I'm, yeah. I'm a stand up guy. Yeah, that's my yeah. that's probably my favorite. Form of entertainment to go watch live. Yep. So I'm we're a live music capital people. I'm a live comedian guy. I want to go see live right. comics. All right, let's get to the Cowboys because uh, ain't nothing funny about what the Cowboys are doing, <laughs> and ain't nothing funny about what they're gonna do to the Texans. Um, the Tech. How about this, Harge? Because you're you're a man who put your money where your mouth is. Cowboys favorite over the Texans by 17 points. I haven't looked at the line today. I'm staying away from it, but. That's, that's, away a, from. that's a huge number, the, man. La- the Texans have only lost by more than 17 once this year. I think it was week seven right. as and a it, Texas fan, if I'm not mistaken. They find a way to get get on your nerves. That's what I'd say. And the Texans, they're coming back with uh, Davis Mills. We talked about this yesterday. Are, are they going to be able to start him? Yes, Lovey Smith came out today and said Davis Mills will be our starting quarterback uh. today. So, I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going back and forth. Well, between. I mean, why not? Right, You're he, still tanking. He had stated that he thinks the two weeks watching it from the sideline will really help him. Yep. <laughs> so the line right now that, is I didn't 16. make that line up, Rod. That's really what he said. 
So man, it, the it. line right now for it. the Dallas Cowboys versus the Houston Texas Texans is 16, um, and the over-under is 45 and a half. Ooh. But so, so it, if a, you took the money line for the Cowboys, honestly, right now, it's a $1,400 bet. Think about this. <laughs> what they did to the Vikings. Yes. Right? They beat the Vikings. I mean, they beat them like they forty stole to three something. or something like that. Right? Boom! It was the worst. Yep. Vi- it was on the road. Yep, it was on the road. It was the worst too. Vikings home loss mm-hmm. I think they've had since you had to go back to like the sixties or something like that. It's mm-hmm. really bad. And they also had a bad, not a bad game. I take that back. They played an average game versus the Colts for three quarters, mm-hmm. and then scored thirty three point, outscored the Colts by thirty three points in the fourth quarter to blow them out. Which ended up tying an NFL record. Got to go back. To, yeah, you got to go back to like yeah. nineteen the nineteen twenties um, since a team outscored another team in the NFL by thirty three points. Yeah, they do have the ability to separate quickly, and it's because it's a well rounded formula to win. It, you said they were scoring on defense, and yep. the defense yep. were providing easy scoring opportunities for the offense. That's what I worry about the Texans, and I've said it before: the Texans. And I'll give you the stat. It's a sad stat. Last three games, the Texans have scored 39 points, but they've allowed 35 points off of interception returns for touchdowns, fumble recover- recoveries for touchdowns, and kick returns for touchdowns. Three defensive touchdowns in each of the last three games they've allowed. Some tells me. I, I don't know if that's a bet you can make yeah. somewhere. I'd probably make the bet the Cowboys defense might score versus the Texans. <laughs> Sounds like it might happen. The Texans, they've allowed everybody Davis to Davis Mills is starting. So, yeah. yes, the Cowboys will score <laughs> some defensive points. Come on, man. I picked them up this week because they're playing the Texans. You should. That's yeah. great. The shop job lives the on, man. The shop oh, job still lives, man. No, don't bring that up. Oh, come on. <laughs> How you going to bring that up, Patrick? They man? made a sandwich after a pick oh, six. Oh, man. They made the pick I six. I think he against... might have, like, still had the record or something. It was yeah. bad. He yeah. had, like, four of them in a season, which was terrible. Um, but, yeah, the, um, the Browns, remember, they scored 27 points, but it was the fourth, fourth most by a team in NFL history. Sorry, in Super Bowl history mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl era um, for a team without an offensive touchdown. So I think the Cowboys are going to run away with it. Do they cover the number of 17? Texas have only lost by more than 17 once Mm-mm. this year. Uh, that's it. Yeah. So uh, that's a big number. Man, that's, like, that's not a big number. That is a gargantuan number in the NFL. Yeah, because you figure it, uh, even garbage minutes, you're going to be up 24 and they can pop in and score a touchdown on you and get you back. And exactly. you're missing your starting corner. Exactly. Yeah. He's going to yep. be out. Anthony Brown's going to be out. They're still trying to figure out. Okay, so who's going to start? Is it going to be Deron Bland, Nation Wright, or Kelvin Joseph at the corner opposite? It's going to be Bland, I would think. He's Bland? I think it should be Bland. Okay. Um, that would be the person that I would go with just because he's the one that's been making plays. Yeah, he was the highest pro football yes. focus had him as the highest graded defender in week 13 last week. Yeah. At 94.3. He had two receptions allowed on seven targets, two picks, uh, only nine yards allowed, one PBU, and one coverage stop. Yeah. The man was, he was balling. Yeah, no way to describe that's it. That's the only way you can give it to him. We've been waiting for it, right? We've been Fifth wanting, round pick, right? Out of Fresno State. Yeah, Man. went out there and balled. And remember, we were talking about him at the very beginning of the season yep. as possibly being somebody that's going to make the team, and boom, there it is. And so that's why he's, he's been able to show up and, and do the things that was asked. But it goes back to the coaching, too. They put him in a good position, and he's gotten better each week. At the beginning of the season, there's no way you would have told me that he would have been that. Now, Joseph that. on the other side, he's gotten worse, it seems like. He's got his responsibilities as a defensive back 
is poor technique. He's not even doing well on the special teams. Okay, I give you a stat about Kevin Joseph. Oh my Boston gosh! Facts. Come on, second on the team in total penalties. Okay, with six, and they, they're all varieties. They're on special teams, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mass, he hasn't done some pass on special it's, it's, it's like a gumbo. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of everything. A gumbo. He just, he just, yeah. So to your point, he, he panics a lot. Yes. He, he looks ill prepared. He's, he's not ready for yeah. the job that's at hand. Now, yeah. so go ahead and let somebody else go out there and fail. In that way, you wasted a pick on this guy. We're not wasted. You can see what he does later on down the line. Come on, man. I was he's trying to cut albums. He's probably hanging out with A.B. Right? <laughs> I, I will say, hey, we, look, we will say Noah Brown looked terrible for his first two years. Hey. And he's looking good now. That's why I hated on Noah Brown a so, lot. So I'll say the Cowboys have shown that they can develop some talent. We like, like our guys. Quince. We mm-hmm. like our guys. I, and I will tell you this. Right uh, if you're looking at the injury report for the Texans today. Oh, no. Uh, Brandon Cooks did not practice. Not hugely surprising. Uh, Nico Collins also did not practice. Uh, limited. So Nico Collins has been your number one de facto because Brandon Cooks is out. But he ain't even practicing. And Derek Stingley <laughs> did not practice today either. Yeah, they ain't looking good. Nico no. Collins on the season, 37 receptions, 481 yards, but he versus the Browns, he did have a touchdown receiving um, three receptions. So, yeah, that hurts. But Jalen Petrie, I'll throw this out there again. Jalen Petrie, man, having a hell of a season so far. Uh, that's one of the bright spots for the Texans, too. He had a great game, probably his best game of the season yeah. versus the Browns. He had an interception, and he had 50. Uh, actually, 16 tackles. Uh, he was the second rookie in Texans history um, to have 15 plus tackles. So, watch Jalen Petrie. That's one of the bright spots for very, very few of those uh, bright spots for the Texans. Uh, something else to consider here. And I, there is a. It's not a rivalry. I'm not saying it's a rivalry, Cowboys <laughs> fans. So please do not text me. Hards don't need. I'm not saying it's a rivalry. It's I not. I think I know where you're going There's with this. It's not a rivalry between the Come Cowboys on. and the Texans. There is a rivalry between Houston and Dallas. I think we all agree with that, mm-hmm. right? There's no Always, rivalry between yeah. the Cowboys Always. and Texas. in every sport that doesn't exist. Yeah, baseball, it's just basketball, exactly. and it's, it goes to the cities. Soccer. It's more about the yeah. cities yeah. disliking yeah. each other and their cultures more so than the sports. But the cow, I would say, Dallas has the edge in sports. They do. I mean, their sports are better than Houston sports. Yeah, when's the last are, time? Other when's than the, the last, Astros, Ghost Rose. Because like I grew up and it was I was a grew up because my mom's <laughs> from Houston, so I grew up a Houston fan. Yeah, I don't know. There's not been many times where Dallas and Houston are good at the same time at any sport. No, it almost happened with the Oilers and the and the Cowboys actually. Yeah. Remember it was actually doing those buddy how long ago the, the buddy those buddy Ryan years the Kevin yeah. Gilbride stuff when yep, the yep. Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. ended up beating the the Oilers in oh in the playoffs I think it was the second round of the playoffs I'm not mistaken and they were fighting on the sideline Yes. Yeah. It was it was those cuz those those are separate years I yeah, believe yeah, they yeah. they lost to the Bills one year. That was the epic meltdown. We all remember that. Lost yeah. to Frank Reich when he was the backup quarterback. And then they lost to Kansas City and Joe Joe, Joe Montana. Montana. Yeah. Yeah, and Marcus Allen I think was on Number that team. They lost to them. Yeah. And that if you were, if I'm not mistaken, those were years where the Cowboys made runs if not won Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. So there so was they there was, was those but that, also, that goes back a while. That's what I'm saying is I yeah. think most recently you probably had a couple of crossover years of like yeah. where the Rockets were competing and the Mavs were good. Yeah. You probably There's had a few of, of those years. But even then, San Antonio was probably the better team. Yeah. <laughs> out of and all then of them. the Rangers and the Astros were never good at the same time. No. That's, and they, that, they haven't been in the happened. same division that long either. Yeah. And since they've both been in the same division. It hadn't even been close. It, yeah, it hasn't, hasn't been, been close. close. Yeah. So, so it's, it's about the cities. Tech, I, I think Houston has better food and better music than Dallas. 
And I think that's what I was saying. Beyonce is from H-Town, okay? All right. Scarface from H-Town, Ghetto Boy. What, what is, who's the Dallas artist that y'all claim? Who's the great who's Dallas y'all? Who's y'all? Don't put me in there. Don't put me in there. Don't put me in there. Hey, he's 254. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that ain't 817, dog. Just You're a cowboy. Or 214. So yeah. they, 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 yeah. they're probably from, from, from a Houstonian, all yeah. right? And Patrick knows this, too, because if Miles is from I'm there, you already know it. Yeah. There is a, a dislike of the, the two cities between each other. I always say Houston doesn't like Dallas. Dallas, Dallas doesn't like Houston. San Antonio feels disrespected by both. <laughs> yeah. And then Austin is loved by all. All right, all Are Houston, they? Yeah, he's everybody. Everybody's a little envious, and they do. They they either they love it or they hate on Austin. They That's do, what I was going to say. There's a hate in between. It. They yeah. can hate on it, but yeah. they know. Hey, man, you, you hating on it because you know it's the it, it's the yeah. it city right now. You yeah. know it is. Everybody knows it. Is. You can say what you want. It is. I'm a Houstonian. I'm telling you that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've known more people that have moved. From Houston and Dallas to Austin, and exactly. people from Austin that moved to Houston and Dallas. Come on now, I totally agree. But I, so I love H Town. I'm a big fan. Post Malone is from Dallas. There you go, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> oh, yeah, Post Malone and Vanilla. That's your Ice. number two. <laughs> 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 no, 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 I hate though. Dallas has better sports. Uh, uh-huh. I think Houston has better food overall, and I think Houston has better like just music culture overall. Like screw, screw originated in H Town. And no one in Texas has any good roads. Uh, yeah, I'm not <laughs> disagree with that. Yeah, and no, the traffic I'm, in I'm both of them. I'm driven in all these cities, and yeah. all yeah. of them are garbage. I think the, the the genesis of the rivalry, honestly, between Houston and Dallas. I never. I think it all goes back to the Dallas TV show. I'm not yeah. joking. I think it goes back to J.R. Ewing in the <laughs> Dallas TV show because that's when Dallas folks started losing their mind and they all thought they were, you know, they, they got the big hit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's when that's when Dallas got hostility. Y'all know y'all did. It was when Dallas, the Dallas TV show became the biggest show in, in America. And then everybody remembers the theme song and all that. And that's when all these J.R. Ewing cowboys started popping up around Dallas. Everybody right? got that with cowboy their, hat. Their suits on and, and their, their cowboy, cowboy hats. Oh, right. yeah. And then, there was so. like, and then everybody had their different types of cowboys. The Houston cowboy was the urban rodeo cowboy. Had jeans on. You know what I mean? John and, Travolta was yeah, your was, representation. Was, well, no, it was like a rodeo. It was, a, it was the biggest rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a rodeo yeah, yeah. cowboy. They were the J.R. Ewing cowboys. Uh, you had the Vaqueros from San Antonio. Austin, you were just a bunch of hippie cowboys. Y'all don't even know what y'all. Y'all don't even wear cowboy hats. Hey, man. Give, Erica Badu is Dallas. That's right. Give America Badu. Oh, I'll give America Badu. Yeah, there you go. That's you, what about Yellow Beezy? Oh, yeah, and, D- and DOC. All right, we got Pantera. That's Dallas Oak Cliff. Okay. Pantera yeah. was, a, was a great uh, hard Before he lost his voice yeah, okay. in the garden. It's, you know what I'm saying? That's all right. We're reaching, but yeah. it's okay. But I we're think we can reaching. agree that it's still H-Town. No, no, I disagree, but I'm just saying I think we can agree <laughs> that H-Town is a better culture for music. That's okay. Come so, on, man. Uh, but I chose Austin. So, like, oh, yeah, I chose Austin. I love Austin. All right, what you got coming up for the people on Hard Knock Life? We're going to talk a little bit about this coaching carousel that is going on and, you know, Everybody continues to hate. You talked mm. about Deion Sanders yesterday, but there was continued conversation mm-hmm. about Deion. But I want to bring it back full circle because, hey, man, start looking at some of these other coaches that leave quicker than everybody else. Oh, yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. I, yeah. like, I like that. That's a good point. I like getting to that conversation. Uh, all right, Dallas people hitting me up. Upset. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all I mean. DJ Screw is from Smithville. Fun <laughs> fact, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But he came up with the art form in H-Town, okay? Yeah. Yeah, so give Smithville your props. That's right. (laughs) We'll be right back. This is Bondo Line, 104.9 The Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the 
bike. You have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a midweek movie edition of uh, Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy, Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter, at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man, Rob Babers, at Rob Babers. And you can follow the man behind the glass that comes up with our themes every single day at It's Patrick Davis. We love it when you're part of the show and continue to do so. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And our theme today is Beverly Hills Cop, but then we got on another tangent and started talking about movies that Eddie Murphy was in, and we were ranking them. And it's been kind of fun, and you start going back and reliving some of the movies that you've seen with Eddie Murphy and how he fits in and where his ranking is throughout comedy. And as an actor, he's pretty good at comedy. I mean, he understands how to deliver the punchlines. And my favorite part of movies of all times is when they have the ad-libs, when they're doing it on their own and Mm. and their their co-host or – the person that's acting with them plays along with it. So those are some of my favorite moments in movies because you can tell when they're getting caught off guard. You know, like if you watch yeah. Kevin Hart in his movies, it's, I think half of his movies are still all ad libs. No, they, um, you know, now there's a, I don't know the style of it, but there are some shows that are Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's one of my favorite among, ones, too. But it, they are filmed in the very improv, improv, improvisational style, I should yeah. say. It's hard, hard for me to say that. Um, and where they basically give them the situation and circumstance and they just tell them to freestyle. Yeah. And, and I love it. Dad lip. And that's where they get a lot of their funny moments. And I believe Secession is filmed like that. It's not a comedy. It's more of a yeah, dark comedy. Dark. Um, but it's filmed like that, too. So uh, that's why I think you don't have a lot of great sequels to all-time great comedies. Most great comedies are about timing. Yeah. Uh, it's about improvisation um, in that moment. And it's really hard to replicate that. You Nobody knows that. 40-year-old virgin or, you know, I mean, that's going to be a great, all-time great comedy. Nobody yeah, knew that. Nobody knew that. Nobody yeah, knew that. But it like, was hilarious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it like, was I hilarious. don't think anybody knows they're making an all-time great comedy at the time. They're they didn't know it. Hangover was going to be that great of a movie Yeah, either. I don't think yeah. that happened. I think sometimes we were making an epic, like an epic drama. Yeah. You know, oh, you, we're making yeah. an Oscar-worthy film. Right. Like, you're like, oh, man, we got the right pieces. We got Tom Hanks. We got a great script. This is an Oscar-worthy film. We're making it because it's a drama and it's, it's, or it's a biopic or whatever it is, right? Yeah. You know. But with comedies, I don't think anybody at the time knows this is going to be an all-time great comedy. Super bad. You think you knew Super Bad was going to be that iconic? <laughs> Come on, man. Chilling no with McLovin, You knew dog. Coming to America yeah. was going to be that yeah. iconic? No. They didn't know that. I think it happens more with dramas where they can predict and project how good it's going to be. No Good doubt. comedies, you have no idea. No doubt. And I want to get into this uh, coaching carousel and what's been going on. First and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to my guy, Jake Spavital. He has now been hey. named offensive coordinator at uh, Cal. He was there before with Sonny Dykes, and he's been he's been around for quite some time when it comes to calling plays and being an offensive coordinator. Uh, Texas State just announced – their head coach, G.J. Kinney, he had his uh, introductory press conference today as well. So everybody's moving in the right direction. And I looked at this, and the story of Deion Sanders, you talked about it 
as well, Rod, yesterday mm-hmm. about how Dion and what he's going to bring economically to Colorado, how he's going to change the way the Buffaloes have been looked at. And there's been a lot of hate from all over, all over the, all over the country about this mm-hmm. Dion Sanders taking this job. But the funny thing about it is, you remember in 60 Minutes, when he did the interview with 60 Minutes, he, they asked him, Dion, you're going to probably have uh, some Power 5 schools come after you. And Dion said, I will be a fool not to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, Rod, but I've worked in different places before. Matter of fact, let's back it up. You played in the NFL. And what did they do? They walked you in and they said, we got to go another direction. Mm-hmm. Same thing with football. I mean, as a coach, you're year to year in some places. They're trying to figure out what can you do different to get us back to a spot. Some coaches have had winning records and got fired. Mm-hmm. So coaching is not one of the long-term things. If you're in the, in, in the SEC and you're an Auburn team, think about Gus Malzahn. Gus Malzahn was a winner in the, in the SEC. They fired him because he couldn't beat Nick Saban. There's a lot of people that got fired because they couldn't beat Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. And so when people are like, well, Dion jumped the line. Yeah, he probably did, but he did what he did it on his terms, as anybody else does. I've worked in multiple companies where I had an option to better myself, and I left to do that. You know why? Because I got a family. That's right. I got bills to pay. I got things that I want to see accomplished. It's not that I didn't like my job. It was I got offered a better job. Hmm. And I continue to grow in the business. So why would people be upset for somebody that leaves a job to better it? Because if Dion did not win at Jackson State, do you think Jackson State would have kept Dion? No way. They would. They <laughs> they changed their entire profile as a school. When you start to look at those types of things, so when people start to say, "Well, he sold him a dream and then he left," I saw Bomani Jones talking about it yesterday and he did say Mm. i'm not hating on the fact but he's he sold them a dream of four to ten to twelve years don't most schools do the exact same thing Mm. we tom herman got fired because he didn't have a relationship with some of the people that he needed to have the relationship with it wasn't because his team wasn't performing Mm -hmm. they were winning yep we went to the sugar bowl Tom Herman got fired because of off-the-field situations and different entities. So let's go look at what the past couple years at um, Colorado has been. Oh, Since 2008. Terrible. They were – I'm going 2008 on. 2008, he was five – they were 5-7. 2009, 3-9. Uh, 2010, 5-7. and seven. 2011, 3-10. 2012. One and eleven. <laughs> twenty thirteen, four and eight. Twenty fourteen, two and ten. Come on now. Twenty fifteen, four and nine. Hey, twenty sixteen, ten and four. Twenty seventeen, five and seven. Eighteen, five hmm. and seven. Nineteen, five and seven. Twenty twenty, four and two. Remember, short year. Uh, COVID. They yep. didn't. I don't even think they even really played. Really. Uh, 2021, they went four and eight, and then last year they went one and eleven. And people are going to ask us, 
Do you think Dion's going to be successful? You know, through all those times right there that when they started that to where they are now, you know what's changed? NIL. You know what else has changed? Transfer portal. You know what other opportunities mm-hmm. have? Now you have a coach that kids want to come and play for. Yeah, it's going to be cold out there, but everybody always mm-hmm. talk about cold weather, football weather. Mm-hmm. I never I never really agreed with that. <laughs> but the opportunities are going to be there. Dion's yeah. not going to have the same type of players that he had at Jackson State. Oh, by the way, I think he went like 23-5 and five while he was coaching them and built that entire program. It's not Dion's responsibility. And just for those that want to know, I did a lot of HBCU mm-hmm. games last year, and I talked to different coaches, and I asked them about Dion Sanders. They were upset mm-hmm. when I asked them the question about Dion about bringing the light. He said, we've had good players here all the time. And I was like, how many people know that, though? Not many. Not very many people yeah. know that because of that. Um, the fact that he came in and brought a spotlight to the HBCUs. So Prime didn't turn his back on the HBCUs. The HBCUs mm. should be saying, thank you, now let us try to build on what you did. And if you've ever been anywhere doing anything respectable, everybody always says, did you leave the place better than when you got it? Yes, he did. It's up to everybody else to come out there and be able to change their program. We could take Hugh Freeze, for example. Hugh Freeze is somebody that has so much baggage, Mm. and they wanted to go and get him back from Liberty to bring him back to the SEC. Why? Have no idea. Didn't want to give him an opportunity. Didn't want to give Dion an opportunity. Basically, what we've seen is a bunch of retreads in our profession. And you've been in this profession for a long time, Rod. You've seen it. You've seen coaches that, "Eh, why is this dude still coaching? But he's going to get another opportunity at another school for something else because they Mm -hmm. feel like I can change it. Let's be thankful that you're getting a chance to see someone like Prime Time, Deion Sanders, walk out there and bet on himself like we talked about with Mm -hmm. Aaron Judge, got his job, got the things that he needed, and now he's walking into an opportunity that I promise you I don't think there is any way he can fail because last year they went 1-11. and And he's going to be able to bring in his type of players, the ones that want there. Like he's been talking about, everybody's talking about, hey, let's go check on Prime, let's go check on Prime. Prime's going to be just fine because those kids really want to go and play for Deion Sanders. And now those ones that, I was on the fence I don't really want to go to an HBCU. I don't really want to do that. But you know what you do now? You're going to the Pac-12. You're going to Colorado. Mm-hmm. You're going to a P5 school. And you're going to get a chance to play for some people that are trying to get you to the next level. And Dion is invested in everything that he's doing out there. So when I hear the hate about that and hearing people talk about, well, he turned his back on them. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He elevated them. Mm-hmm. He made sure that everybody got a chance to see what HBCU is all about. He sold out every place that he went. His teams sold out and played and won championships with him at the helm. Jackson State wasn't doing that prior to that. And all those other schools that were having a problem with it that I interviewed and these people were talking mm-hmm. all this trash – I was like, bro, you've been playing in this league for a long time, and you hadn't brought. I, I haven't had this much attention brought to you. 
Mm-hmm. So don't hate on that. Understand that this dude has got his opportunity like anybody else would have taken it. If they were offered a better job than where they were, better living conditions, more money. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes it's not always about the money, but uh, it comes down to it. It comes down to it at the end of the day. Everybody needs something. And they want something from you. But when it's time for you to, to reap those rewards, people want you to stay where you were. No, mm-hmm. man. It's not, it's not about that. Everybody wants to better themselves. So I'm pulling for Dion. I think it's going to be a, a, a big move. I can go through the names. Hugh Freeze, Barry Odom. Trent Dilfer got a job at UAB, and Trent nobody's Dilfer losing their job. mind about it. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. That's why I'm like, Trent Dilfer just came from a, a private school in Nashville, and now he's the head nope. coach. Nobody's losing their job about Dion getting a job. It's actually people who are advocates for the HBCU community that are losing their minds about him. Like you said, they believe he made them some type of promise and broke that promise, which is ridiculous because he told you all 60 minutes when every that people coach come on in there. the country yes. is in this situation. It's a must life situation. It's why nobody who has an ugly baby knows they have an ugly baby <laughs> because yeah. every coach in the country is staying there forever. I'm recruiting your kid. I will be here to watch him graduate. I'll be here to watch him walk. I'm going to develop this young man. And then when somebody offers them more money, all right. And like you said, a better situation, they usually take it. That's the reality of it. But everybody's in that must-lie situation. You've probably been in at your job, too. It is what it is. Right. So I, I don't I don't hold that against uh, Dion because I don't hold it against any other coach. I don't hold it against Mac Brown or any other coach or any other coach that's been in that situation because every coach, I think, has been in that must-lie situation. Right. Well, and not only that, what he probably was selling that dream, but the success brought the conversation for everybody. He probably would have stayed there. He probably could have stayed there. But success brought people to Deion Sanders, and it's like, Hold on, man. He what he's never, done? He was never staying there. We all know that. Okay. As a we, like, so that's, uh, he was never staying there. But we know that. They should have known that, too. And I For think them they to fall did. in love with that fantasy and that fairy tale that Dion was going to stay there when you were paying him 300000 and now he's making five-point-something million. That's ridiculous. And not only that. That's ridiculous. You were paying him 300000 but he was giving you 150000 back yeah. to help pay for his coaches and that's all ridiculous. these other people. Like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Those are the types of things, and that's why I'm always like, guys – Quit under quit looking at everybody else's situation and comparing it to yours because everybody's situation ain't like that. Yeah. What we just talked about it today. Frank Harris is staying at UTSA. He announced mm-hmm. today that he will be there for I think what is this? What I say his seventh year I yeah. believe. JT Daniels is going to his fourth school. So where's the loyalty there? And he was a starter. JT Daniels was in high. He came out of high school in 2018. He still has eligibility. There you go. So we got to understand that this is the way and this is the life now. People want to win. People want to have success. And they want to continue to grow. And you don't have to grow in the same spot. You can jump somewhere else and see where your growth path leads you. Because that's what happens in day-to-day business. Yep. Every day. All right, uh, good old hard knock light there. We'll come back off the record on the other side. We'll hear from Bijan Robinson. You get to know uh, your favorite running back a little bit better. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 Horn. Kings. DD. 
I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break, man. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Time for our Off the Record. Uh, all right, this actually comes from something I saw on social media. And you can't, you know, obviously everything on social media ain't great. Um, but this one came across my timeline, and I was really excited about it. So Bijan Robinson, he's got a lot of NIL endorsements, of course. But he's also got one with a rowback. And uh, Roback, I'm not actually sure exactly what Roback is. I'm not going to act like I do. Uh, do you know what Roback is? I have, I have some of their apparel. So it's just like It's gear? a clothing line. It's a clothing yeah. line? Okay. Based out, I think it's based out of Texas because on the back of it, it has Texas, the state of Texas flag okay. on the back of uh, their apparel. All right, there you so go. So I do have two shirts from them. So there you go. Yeah. Harge is a fan of Roback. Oh, yeah, very comfortable. Uh, well, Bijan actually endorses Roback, too, and uh, they had a little Q&A, essentially. Uh, you kind of put them on the hot seat and just uh, <laughs> kind of threw a lot of questions at them in a two-minute span. I actually found out some things about Bijan Robinson that I didn't know, so I figured it'd be fun to share it with you guys. Here is the, uh, the Roback um, uh, Bijan Robinson two-minute hot seat uh, scenario where they throw a lot of questions at him. Here's one word to describe Oklahoma. Describe Oklahoma. Weird. <laughs> What's going on guys? This is Bijan Robinson and this is Quick Ones with Roback. What's your favorite animal? Probably a hamster. Have you ever owned a hamster? I have not, but my friend had a hamster and it was just like the cutest pet you can ever look at in your life. Are you a dog guy? A big time. What's your favorite dog? Well, they're called Chewinis. It's a wiener dog, but like it's like the, the smaller version of a wiener dog. If you had a Chewini, yeah. what would you name it? Probably Blue. If not Texas, then who? I, bro, I, I don't even know. It, it, it's just Texas for me. One word to describe Texas. A blessing. Do you recycle? Sometimes I do. I mean, if I see the recycling bin, I'll do it, but sometimes I'll just forget and just throw, <laughs> throw it away in there. Favorite Gatorade flavor? Fruit Punch. Favorite Crayola color? Blue. Steak or chicken? Oh, steak. Tex-Mex or BBQ? Oh, barbecue. Franklin's or Terry Black's? Ooh, Terry Black's. Who's your favorite Texas alum that's an actor? Well, I'm like really good friends with Matthew McConaughey. So Matthew McConaughey. Can you spell his last name? No. <laughs> <laughs> Lamborghini or Ferrari? <laughs> Lamborghini. Who's your current NFL comparison? A lot of people say Alvin Kamara because me and him are both do it all backs. Does Canes have the best side? Yeah. Absolutely. What is hotter, Arizona or Austin? Oh, Arizona. Do you believe in ghosts? No. Do you believe in dragons? Absolutely not. Do aliens exist? Maybe. Maybe, but I haven't seen one yet, so no. <laughs> if you saw one, what would you say to I'd you? be like, yo, it's very nice to meet you. Uh, can I post on Instagram and just shout everything out so I could uh, you know, get that get that exposure? <laughs> would you rather run someone over or hurdle them? Run somebody over. Roback hoodie, are you going undershirt or commando? Commando. How much do you bench? 340. I knew that. What's your max of 225? Right now it's 15. Grape or strawberry jelly? Ooh, grape. Cheese or cream peanut, peanut butter? Crust or no crust? Crust. Triangles or squares? Squares. Two or four? Probably two. That would be rectangle. Right <laughs> yeah. What's your take on Hawaiian? <laughs> that is gross. Your favorite sport outside of football? Uh, soccer. Favorite team? Real Madrid. Favorite game for PSL? FIFA. Big time. Team of choice? Uh, Manchester City. Oh, you're a cheater. Not Real Madrid. Not Real Madrid. <laughs> ah, man. Hey. And now we gotta switch over, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Miles Lynn. All right. There you go. So you learned something uh, new about your favorite running back, Bijan. Anything there that you would disagree with that actually, uh, in your opinion, makes him lose some uh, street cred with you? I don't know if that chick, uh, that little chihuahuini. The chihuahuini? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. That's a little, little that's a different. Little, yeah, for but a I'm cool like with, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with the fact that he likes grape jelly and, and creamy peanut butter. I don't, I don't do the crunchy peanut butter. Matter of fact, I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich the other day, and that thing was slapping. Is it more peanut butter or more jelly for you? I try to make it equal. Oh, do you try to get I try parts? to make it easy. I haven't eaten a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in easily probably 30 years. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, love, I haven't had I one in love them. easily 30 I, years. I haven't had one in 2022, but I probably had one last three years. Oh, it's I been 30 love, years. I haven't had I love peanut butter and jelly years. No, yeah. because there's times, yeah. too, it's like when you know when you don't have a lot of money at points, you just be like, let me buy this, and then if I'm ever hungry, I've got cheap food ready oh, to go. Oh, dude, I, I'm a cheap food guy. Listen, it, you, go, you want to go cheap food? Let's go cheap uh, dishes right now. Okay, first of all, I know what spam <laughs> is the cheapest dish you can get. You never never you, had spam. We go, you never had spam? Never had spam. You ain't been broke. Y'all were, I I, think I've, y'all been bro- I've been broke. That's what I'm saying. Spam Don't forget, I played great, minor league baseball for saying, a long you, time. Spam is a great dish when you're broke. Never. You can fry it up. Never spam. Um, just like just getting eggs and making eggs out of everything. Eggs, sandwiches, eggs. Is eggs. The, because eggs are cheap, yes. and then you can get a ton of them. So eggs and bread is yep. just for easy. Sometimes you see toasted eggs. Yep. Eat that all day long. Every day. Every day. Like Every for lunch, day. breakfast, dinner, don't matter. Road toasted trips. eggs. Like, hey, man, we're going to figure something out. Mom and dad, we were uh, at one point, uh, one of their favorite dishes, because I knew they were having some money trouble when this happened a lot. And so I knew they were having money trouble when, this, <laughs> when we got this dish like twice a week. <laughs> chili cheese and rice. <laughs> oh, no. Chili oh. rice so nice. Chili cheese and rice. That's my mom oh, called it. Chili rice that. so nice. I love Love it. <laughs> exactly. Love oh, yeah. it. Right, oh, like, oh, man, I had that. I was eating it. I was eating it when I was like 25, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can eat chili cheese and rice to this day right For now. For real. Uh, but but yeah, you no. can't eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I never, yeah, even when I, yeah, that's not one of my things. That's not what I ate. When I, but you're right. If you need, if you're broke and you yeah. need to eat, that's I, the way to do it. I had one the other day. And, and it's I fast. Sat there and I, it's fast. You just get yeah, it real quick, true. make it, done. Ramen noodles. Thank Ra- you. I love ramen line. noodles. Ramen too. noodles. Good dish when you're broke. There I was sitting there. And I, we used to make ramen noodle sandwiches with it. I used to wow. put, yeah, I used to put it on that's bread. A, that's different. Yeah, that's man. a game changer right Very there. Good. Ramen noodle sandwiches. Sandwiches. Wow. That's but I'm sandwich. telling you, that's a sandwich, not a sandwich. That's why exactly. you make ramen noodle in between two pieces of bread. That's a sandwich. I'm telling not a sandwich. you. I'm telling you. When I made <laughs> I that peanut that. butter and jelly sandwich the other day, I thought I was in heaven. I know. Because I have. Because you're right. You don't eat them all the time. Yeah. So when I got an opportunity to do it, everybody was gone. I was there by oh. myself, came around. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Just me and my dog looking yeah, at each see, other. Yeah, see, but this is the thing, though. Hard also <laughs> has kids, so he's got peanut butter and jelly in the house. Oh, that's true. That's the thing. You gotta, if you're an adult, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 you got to yeah, go yeah. out and buy peanut butter and jelly, and then but it just sits there But my kids don't forever. like it. My kids they don't, don't like, like it? peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh, come on, now. Yeah. Y'all, y'all, y'all bougie. Bougie. Now, now Y'all got some bread. They living good. Uh, back in the day. You know, they got, someone they, says bean and cheese tacos. Yes. That's a great one. Bean and cheese tacos are it. That's a great one. I love that. I get refried beans and some cheese, get some tortillas. Oh, man. You have a great dinner. Yep. Yep. Like four of them joints eating good. Yeah. Someone says bologna sandwiches and grapes. Oh, <laughs> I'd rather have spam. Those are cheap like deli meats. I guess spam yep. is guess what I'll go. But oh, that's bologna. It's just yeah. horrible. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Especially says, when they get the bubble on it. Yeah, eggs are. Someone says eggs are clutch when you're, when you're broke. Eggs yep. are clutch. eggs bread. Well, I don't know if bread cheap is more. It used to be cheap. Yep. Eggs, bread, and spam and ramen noodles, and you should pre- you should be pretty good. You need yep. some meat in there. 
But that's where the spam comes in. Well, I was going to say, like you can dice meat. it up. It's like, oh, me, yeah. <laughs> Boom, real fine. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, some uh, Texas basketball uh, discussion, them losing to Illinois last night. We'll break it down right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn.